This is a Triple M Footy podcast. With all the latest news and stories that matter right now in footy, it's Tom Brown's news. Good afternoon. It's a buy round, but plenty to discuss this afternoon. I'll give you the insight into the build-up to the finals, who's training where today, what's going on in that regard ahead of the finals. Finals first, of course. North Melbourne, some big changes. Alistair Clarkson's first changes. Want to discuss those. I'll give you the latest from Essendon. James Hurd addressing the Essendon faithful last night. You just can't help but think it was a bit of an audition and he's just sort of just working them over and winning them over in the background. Want to discuss that also. They'll announce some important appointments as soon as today regarding their coaching and CEO search. And just finally, the list managers I can reveal met this morning, or at least a lot of them on an informal basis. And I'll give you an update surrounding the trade status of some of the biggest names in the game. The Saturday Rub, Friday Huddle, Sunday Rub, Midweek Rub, Tom Brown's News and all the footy podcasts you need are in one place. Subscribe to Triple M Footy on the Listener app or wherever you get your podcasts. The build-up to the finals kicks up a gear today. Now, Marcus Bontempelli has spoken this morning and said that he's clear of this adductor injury or strain which has been hampering him in recent weeks. So good news for the Bulldogs ahead of next week. The Pies will have an open training session at their headquarters this afternoon around 4 o'clock. It's not necessarily to replicate the time of the game next week, although that helps. But it's more in particular to get the fans along to open training this afternoon. That's an important session. All eyes, of course, will be on Taylor Adams in particular as he tries to get up for this first final. Geelong, as we speak, at about 1 o'clock this afternoon, or as I speak, are having their big session for the week. That's closed but we'll try and get the latest, obviously, on Jeremy Cameron. I spoke to Tom Hawkins regarding Cameron yesterday. Cameron's been running well this week. He injured that right hamstring on the 13th of the 8th against the Gold Coast. The game's on the 3rd of September, as I mentioned, 21 days, three weeks. It's going to be right on the issue for Geelong, clearly. He's going well. We we know that. But if he does it again, that could cook Cameron for the finals. So it's going to be a very, very interesting decision for the Cats Dustin Martin's also been running well all week. I think he'll have another running session, I'm told, this morning at Punt Road. Bringing you the latest in footy news before you hear it anywhere else. This is Tom Brown's News. Alistair Clarkson's made his initial changes at North Melbourne. They're significant in a way. Now, he's brought in Todd Viney, his right-hand man, to basically head up the football department. Brady Rawlings has kept his job currently as the list and recruiting boss. Daniel McPherson, who essentially Paul Roos had brought in, has unfortunately departed. He left yesterday, the players were told, late yesterday afternoon. So Clarkson's made his first big change in terms of bringing Todd Viney in at the Kangaroos, um, which is significant because he'll head up Todd Viney, the football department, and comes with big raps. He's a very, very sharp football man, Todd Viney. This is Tom Brown's News, bringing you the latest in footy every Monday, Thursday and Friday. Here at first on Listener. The latest from the Bombers, they've got an old school footy trip tomorrow. They'll all fly out 35 players, up to 35 players, which is the majority of the list apart from the guys that are either out of contract and perhaps might be heading out or might need surgery. 35 players heading to Spain. It's essentially for a footy trip. They're going to a wedding as well. They'll all fly out the Bombers players this weekend. Now, last night, James Hurd addressed the Inner Sanctum and Faithful. The Bombers have had a series of dinners throughout the course of the year. I think it's $3,500 a plate, which is essentially a donation to the club. Bomber Thompson's spoken. Last night's guest of honour, it's timely, it was James Hurd. The likes of Mark Harvey were there. Paul Little, the previous president, 
Terry Danaher. It was a who's who of uh, some big Essendon names. And you just can't help but think, or I can't help but think, that was a bit of an audition to Heard just to connect himself back to those guys. I know, and I'm told again today, there's absolutely sections and factions of the club that are keen for James Heard to return and coach. Now, whether that's likely or not, look, you'd have to say it's unlikely, but they definitely exist. That's a factual proposition. And James Heard addressed one of the key supporter groups in at Paran last night, just opposite Wesley there in Paran at a function centre. So... In terms of where that leaves Heard, well, I think that his supporters hope that he'll apply as part of the process. Now, in regards to the process, Essendon will announce the coaching panel and the panel and group to select the new CEO as soon as today. So it'll be interesting to see the names on that panel. I expect that Josh Money, the football boss, will be on the coaching panel in terms of selecting the new panel. In terms of Kevin Sheedy, I think he's increasingly isolated now on the board as a result of the developments this week. Remember, Sheeds crossed the floor to help the new board form its majority. But then, a day later, went against the President, David Barham, who was trying to court Alastair Clarkson by suggesting, perhaps mischievously, that Clarkson should go to North Melbourne. That clearly didn't help. You'd never hear, for example, Jimmy Bartell or Lee Matthews, or at least I haven't, um, I guess, contradict the position of their, their club when they're a director like that. So I think medium to long term, I think Sheeds is probably in a bit of trouble in regards to the board for that reason. And also the fact that the four directors that have now left, David Barham will be able to replace those with his people and he'll have the majority anyway. And probably, to be frank, won't need Sheeds' vote. So I think medium to long term, Kevin Sheedy sort of rendered his position a bit on that board untenable. And it'll be interesting to see what happens in that regard. The Saturday Rub, Friday Huddle, Sunday Rub, Midweek Rub, Tom Brown's News and all the footy podcasts you need are in one place. Subscribe to Triple M Footy on the Listener app or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, I know on social media people like uh, taking my head off, so what we'll do today is the nearest the pin in regards to the trade period. I'll make some trade predictions and you can come back to me in a month or so and uh, critique my list today. It's just a preliminary position. The context, of course, is that we're going to trade period certainly for the clubs now outside the eight. The list managers on an informal basis, most of them met in Melbourne this morning, um, certainly the ones obviously in Victoria, and I'll give you uh, an upshot, upshot and position in, rela- in regards to some of the biggest names that will feature in this trade period. I'll start with Josh Dunkley. Port has certainly registered interest in Dunkley. It's my understanding that Dunkley wants up to a five-year deal, and he's 50-50 at the moment on staying at the Bulldogs. He also obviously wants big money. The Bulldogs are constrained by where their list's at and things like that. So Dunkley, 50-50 to stay at the Bulldogs. Port have certainly registered interest, and I think it's Port's view that certainly Dunkley wants a, an, an offer and a deal in the vicinity of five years. So keep an eye on that situation. Cam Zerha, look, it's North or Essendon at this stage. More likely they'll stay at North, given the fact that uh, the super coach, Alastair Clarkson, has arrived. No doubt his manager, Anthony McConville, and North will work through that, you'd presume, in coming weeks. Collingwood, this is a big one. Tim Taranto in Melbourne this week. I think he's gone back to Sydney today. It's between Richmond and Collingwood. The development there is my understanding that Collingwood has slightly cooled on Tim Taranto. And according to a well-placed trade source this morning, is now putting its energy in particular into Bobby Hill. So I think Taranto is now more leaning towards Richmond. Collingwood cooling, my understanding, certainly from a big money perspective, on Taranto. Lob, Rory Lob, locking him into the Bulldogs. Heppel... I'm not certain there is an offer in place from the Suns. In fact, Suns sources indicate to me there isn't an offer in place and are fairly um, conservative or dismissive even of their potential interest in Dyson Heppel. Heppel will, of course, fly out tonight. 
His position is, of course, that he'll need to come back to Essendon in a couple of weeks and talk about the coaching situation and talk to them about what's going on. It sounds more likely that he'll stay at the Bombers, but that won't be resolved until he certainly gets back from Spain, this trip to uh, Spain over the next couple of weeks. Luke Jackson, a prominent trade source in the West Holbein this morning that he's lock, stock and barrel locked in to Fremantle. The source suggesting that Grundy will go to Melbourne. Now, that's not official yet. Of course, Jackson's got another premiership to win with Melbourne, but it's certainly the view now that Jackson's locked into Fremantle and that Grundy will go to Melbourne or Geelong. But uh, it sounds like Jackson's out, but again, it's certainly not official. Um, there's a player at Fremantle called Lloyd Meek, a ruckman, who the Giants are into as well. And Brad Hill certainly hasn't put in a request this week into St Kilda to request a trade to North. It's still possible. It could play out in the background during trade period. But at least at the moment, Brad Hill is contracted to St Kilda and there's been no request at this stage to go to North Melbourne. So that gives you a bit of a trade snapshot. Carl Amon officially, which we mentioned on this podcast a little while ago, but Carl Amon officially today requesting and will obviously end up at Hawthorne, which is a bit of a, uh, I guess, a coup for the Hawks. It's a good start for them in regards to the trade period. That's a bit of a snapshot on what's going on in the wonderful world of trade. You can critique all those predictions in a couple of weeks. There's a lot to play out in that space. But I think it is significant that Collingwood's cooled on Taranto and that Dunkley is now 50-50 to go to Port Adelaide, who have offered up to an indicative five-year deal. That's certainly what Dunkley's after. It's been a big, big news week. It'll be a huge news week next week as the build-up continues to the finals. I'll be in Brisbane from Wednesday. I'll be up around all the finals. I can't wait to bring the podcast Monday, Thursday, and Friday next week. I'm also joining temporarily Deadset Legends with Jay-Z off for the week in the morning as well on Saturday morning. So can't wait to bring you all the latest news. Triple M, Racks Football. That was Tom Brown's news. Come back every Monday, Thursday, and Friday for more and subscribe to Triple M Footy on Listener or wherever you listen to get all our podcasts throughout the season. For Ream Hot Water and McDonald's, Triple M rocks footy.